Warning, anime out of context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I unveil Apple's new product, the I Hate Myself. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, I'm glad you're alive. I am sometimes glad that I'm alive. Well, you should be really glad you're alive because people didn't immediately come to murder your ass after the My Hero Academia episode. We actually got feedback that said I was quite reasonable, which is affirming whenever that happens. Yeah, they still disagreed with you, though. <laughs> but they understood me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you can really ask for, isn't it? <laughs> At this point, yes. But along those lines, I thought to myself, Remington, maybe it's time to delve into a genre we haven't really properly touched upon before. There are more? Of course there are more, Remington. Do they ever end? Uh, I don't think so. Not at this point. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it is a genre that's going to sound familiar, but it's a format that you're not really used to, per se. Okay, I'm sufficiently confused right off the bat. What are we jumping into? Well, it's a comedy. Okay, that's been very common. Possibly the most common. Yes, but this is a comedy without a story. Okay, so slice of life. Kind of. Kind of? I kind of. It, it's a slice of life uh, on paper, and it is about these three high school girls living their life and the comedy that ensues from it. But it's hard to say that it's a normal life. Oh, is it a wonderful life? <laughs> <laughs> Every time a weeb cries, Remington gets some wings. Oh, man, I have so many wings from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken wings, mind, but hey. <laughs> But no, it's a uh, it's it's a strange one, Remington. That's frightening. Why is it strange? Because it's a comedy, but it's not your standard. Uh, there's an overarching story that they're trying to complete. It's literally more of a loosely connected sketch comedy type sketch of sketch comedy. Kind of. That's the way I would phrase it. Because I mean, the only things in common from episode to episode are. The characters, really, and there's not really character development as uh, there are, you've got your characters and this is the situation they're dealing with right now. Are we watching Weeby SNL? No, not really. It's definitely, it, there's definitely a world, but it's a very strange world, yet it's a very normal world. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. So was I the first time I saw it. Uh, but I don't know if you recall, Remington, but there are a couple years in anime where people consider them to be the best years in anime. Uh, the big three are 2006, 2007, and 2011. And then the dark times hit. Yeah, uh, 2012 <laughs> onwards is a little dark. But, and this is an anime from that time period. It's from 2011. It's an anime called Anichijo, or My Ordinary Life. My Ordinary Life. What a, a great title. Yeah, it, most people just call it Nietzsche Joe because it's short, it's easier, it makes sense, and that's basically what it means. Uh, okay, I've already tilted. Continue. <laughs> the weird thing is, Remington, you've probably seen some clips of this show. Pardon, more what now? 
because this show is so chock full of great reaction gifs as well as random clips that it, I would be surprised if you hadn't seen a clip of it. Particularly from you, because you send so many anime reaction gifs. I want all of our listeners to know that communication between Sean and I is approximately 50% anime gifs from him. I mean, to be fair, I have a whole folder. I've got to use it on somebody. <laughs> God damn it. Nobody else talks to me. All right, so there's <laughs> going to be some of those that I will recognize, which is an uncomfortable thought. Oh, don't worry. It's nothing lewd or anything like that. It's actually kind of a genuinely funny show because I would describe it as an absurdist comedy. An absurdist comedy. Okay. I generally like absurdist comedies, but I don't know how that's going to work with anime and weebism and I don't know, man. A lot of people see, tout this as one of the funniest gag shows out there in a lot of ways because it's so delightfully strange in a lot of very interesting and creative ways. We've had a lot of comedies on this show. I've seen a lot of, quote, comedic anime, and very, very few have gotten a sincere laugh from me. Like, some have been sincerely hilarious and enjoyable, like Watamote was really nice, got a lot of nice, uncomfortable laughs from me, but the vast majority just fail absolutely miserably, and I'm worried this will fall into that lineage. Honestly, Remington, I think it's a coin flip for you, because there are some moments in the show that it's so delightfully absurd that you just can't help but like, what? Which, quite frankly, I think that's how our relationship is best summed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a listener to go back, listen to the episodes, and see how many times you've said it's a coin flip for me, and then see how many times I actually enjoyed it to how many times I hated it. Because I would hazard to guess that it would not be a coin flip. In fact, it would lean on the pessimistic end. I mean, to be fair, I have used the coin flip term for a lot of ones that I just blatantly was lying to you about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Th those will count as exceptions if anybody wants to go back. I don't think anybody would ever put that much effort into that, but what can I say? But Remington, honestly, I think there will be a lot of things in this show that you find amusing and charming and maybe, maybe a little bit cute. Because I'll tell you right now, there are cats and dogs in this show. I'm a big fan of cats and dogs. If any of them die, it's an immediate worst anime of all time. It's a slice of life show. They're not going to die. I would hope so, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some fucked up twist where you're like, oh, it's a weird slice of life absurdist comedy. And for like two episodes, it's just like really weird. But then it delves into just freaky territory. Like, don't hug me. I'm scared. It just turns really, really <laughs> dark and convoluted. And I'll be oh. like, what the fuck? And that's the goal. And so everybody listening is like, oh, I can't wait for part two. Uh, quite frankly, I think there's probably a generation of people who don't even know what that is. And now they're going to Google it, and now they're going to blame us for that. I mean, it's still relatively recent. It's within the past couple of years. Th I don't think it's that recent. It definitely is. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google when the last one is. On hold music here. Aha, so the very last Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared was uploaded two years ago. Really? Yes, Sean. Oh, that can't be right. It is true, Sean. I they made more after like the first three? Yeah, they think they go up to six. Oh god. 
What's next? You're going to tell me there are like eight ASDF movies? <laughs> uh, don't be ridiculous, Sean. Only a madman would do that. <laughs> but we're, we need to get back on track. Nietzsche Joe is such a delightful show for a lot of reasons, but also I'm not certain if the first episode really sells it. Because there are like two or three gags that make you go, oh, that's amusing. But they don't give you the gut-busting laughter you would expect out of an absurdist comedy, unless it's right up your alley. Like, for some reason, it's both simultaneously very niche, but also very broad in terms of its comedy. Well, to use another nice English reference point that I have, you have something like Auntie Donna, an Australian absurdist comedy trio, which they are phenomenal, but you will only really like them after you get used to them. Otherwise, it's very hit or miss. So I think that's just somewhat the nature of absurdist things. The more you get immersed into their variety of absurdism, the better it can be unless it's just mediocre, which is still a huge concern. Very understandable. But what really makes this show strange and weird is the reactions to everything. Because every problem in the show is a very normal, everyday kind of problem, an ordinary life kind of problem. But the way they go about solving that problem and or... Uh, exaggerating that problem is where the comedy really comes from in this show. Okay, so what exactly is this world? What are the characters? What's going on? I wish I could tell you that. Oh, uh, God. I'm not entirely certain myself, honestly. Perfect. I've narrowed it down to the bare bones basics. All right, let's get those bones. <laughs> That's how we first met, actually. Hey. But no, so the way this show starts off, it starts with three childhood friends. Uh, they are in their first year of high school, and they are just looking to have a good time in high school. You know, be normal students. And then at various points, strange things happen. Like, I don't know, maybe a, a wooden doll flies from the sky and hits one of them in the head. Or maybe a separate character in a different part of town run accidentally runs into a guy and then they explode and then there's a cascading effect that goes throughout the whole episode is it like in a continuous world is this just like really weird anime spongebob where it's just absolutely absurd 10 to 15 minute bits and then it moves on to the next thing and there's some things that are very vaguely continuity related but not really i mean a bit yeah and in a weird way no it's strange remington all right so so far what i've learned absolutely nothing this is one of the hardest anime i've ever had to explain because how do you explain this show you can explain it in a couple words and then you have an idea of what you're about to get into but you really don't it's an absurdist comedy with a slice-of-life theme and some strange characters and strange situations. And there might be a man who suplexes a deer. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> All right. So I guess the real question is, what do I need to know or what should I know before watching it? I think you got it, man. <laughs> That's it. We've, uh, we've already gone through it. That's the brunt of it. My job here is to explain anime to you, Remington, and... It's one of those anime that's just hard to explain, because it's literally what it says on the tin. It's high school girls and their surrounding characters in a situation where things weird happen, but it, 
ordinarily weird. It's ordinary, but it's weird. It's weird, but it's ordinary. It's absurd, but it's not. How uh, do the weebs feel about this show, Sean? Most people absolutely adore it. Okay. Because of, of course, all the reaction images and weird random bits that really resonate with their comedic chuckle bones, as it were. But overall, it's a well-liked show from, you know, that golden time in 2011. But at the same time, I don't know if it's as good as people think it is, but I don't know what to say. All I can say is, well, I mean, there's a robot chick. <laughs> there's quite a bit here. Okay, is it at least a popular show, or are most of our listeners going to be just as confused as I am right now? Because I don't understand a goddamn thing. It is very popular, but... It's one of those shows that's difficult to explain because all you can do is watch it and be like, oh, that's a show. Okay, well, it looks like we should go watch it so then I can be like, oh, yeah, it is a show. And don't worry about the fact that uh, basically a child scientist created artificial life uh, with all kinds of complications and such. Um, what the fuck is going on? It's fine. It's fine. It's not that big of an issue. I mean, there might be some fish flying from the sky. Uh, I haven't been this tilted since you started describing Forest Fairy 5. I am so confused right now. That's about how confused I was. All I know is that I think I like this show and it's fun to watch, but that's about all I can say about it. <laughs> well, okay then, Sean. This is my failure of anime explanation, Remington. <laughs> I had an easier time with Forest Fairy 5 than explaining this. You have one job to do, and uh, frankly, you've let us down, but at least our listeners probably will still love you. Let's hope that after watching, I can do my job decently well and talk about it a bit. I, I hope you can, because... I'll be honest, man. Uh, we did get a couple recommendations for this. Uh, it was recommended to us by uh, Jerry and Cassidy. Thank you, guys. They think you're going to like it because it's an absurd comedy. I don't know if it's absurd enough for you. <laughs> you don't know if it's absurd enough. You don't know if it goes far enough for me. You think I might be like, well, it has potential if it did more. Yep. Or you <laughs> might just love it. I don't know. Either way, let's just go watch them and we'll figure it out afterwards. All right, Sean. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming a riveting three episodes of Nichijo, or My Ordinary Life. Remington, for once in your life, you seem to have come to the conclusion that anime exists, and it was a show you just watched. Could you clarify on your thoughts of the show? If I were to summarize, Sean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Remington? That was my first thought as well. <laughs> it was my first thought, my second thought. Really, it just was a train of what the fucks for quite a while. So... Based on my description of the show, how accurate would you say I was? It was, in fact, a show, and I did, in fact, watch it. Yeah. I, it's hard to explain, isn't it? Well, I think I figured out the perfect equation for this. Through watching it very early on, I found a lot of parallels between one anime in particular and then added a few details into the mix. Oh? Your equations usually lead to some strange and usually frustrating combinations, so what are we dealing with here? 
Well, first of all, even though they're frustrating to you, you gotta admit, a lot of them are strangely accurate. Anything involving Umaru-chan is right out, though. The second you <laughs> utter, as soon as I hear that, mm, I'm leaving. Well, the one that it mostly reminded me of was Forest Fairy 5. Oh, no! Let me explain. Uh, you better. <laughs> so, Forest Fairy 5 with budget is what I have down in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel is exceptionally accurate because it has that same really human conversational tone a lot of the time, especially with the voice acting, while at the same time, it just has really weird, strange vignettes that it just jumps from one to the other. Okay, I can see that, but uh, Forest Fairy 5, really? Oh, yes. If Forest Fairy 5 had money, this is that show. This is the finished product. But it would be too simplistic to say Forest Fairy 5 with money, so I've honed in on an even more precise equation. Okay. This includes two other shows that we've seen. A runner-up was going to be the Mirai Nigi end credits scenes. Okay. Because there were a lot of parallels with those, obviously. But they didn't quite fit within the equation. They could have, but I decided on something else. Okay. So I think it's Forest Fairy 5 multiplied by Umaru-chan. God damn it, Remington! <laughs> I told you, I hate these comparisons. You have to bring them to every goddamn episode. And here we are, more Maru-chan. Oh, she looks like a hamster, a slice of life. It's bullshit, Remington. It's, That's what it is. It's one of the fundamental ingredients with something that is both adorable, slice of life, as well as having some details that it's very clever and pays a lot of attention to the intricacies. So, yeah, Umaru-chan, for those reasons, Forest Fairy 5, but up the production value, add a little bit more 2D cuteness, uh, add a bit more prominent slice of life, but especially with the levels of detail, as well as all of the different references to other types of media, the variety all throughout, it's very reminiscent of Umaru-chan. I don't want to agree with you, Remington. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and then the third ingredient, I would say, just add some Watamote sprinkles just in the nonchalant, over-the-top, especially when you got to the shonen elements thrown in every now and then. That's where it really shined. So not as prominent an influence as the other two, but definitely some very notable points. So you're saying the show is very self-aware with what it is. Oh, without a doubt, it knows exactly how weird and strange it is. If we were to con if we were to contrast this show with say just the vignettes in Food Wars that I critiqued, I would say this succeeds much better because in a weird way it knows exactly what it's doing and it it's being weird, but there's a strange internal logic with everything, it tries to go off of the wall, but then it will follow that off-the-wall reasoning until whatever strange conclusion it can, whereas Food Wars was just lol random for the sole sake of being lol random. So, Remington, are you saying that you like this show? I think my ultimate stance on this show is that I definitely enjoy it. I couldn't watch a ton at a time, but it would definitely be a nice casual watch, similar to how I talked 
about something like Umar Jen or Forest Fairy 5 in heavy doses, it's a bit much. But in light doses, it's a nice show. Wow, that's a really nice thing for you to say, Remington. I was worried you were going to watch this and be like, what the fuck is this? Why am I watching this? Can I go home? I mean, all of those were there. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, Sean. It's just there was also some genuine humor and genuine laughter at some really good moments. This is definitely one of the funnier anime that we have ever seen. I would say it's not quite as funny to me as something like Watamote, but it's definitely funnier than the vast majority. I mean, it is considered to be one of the most popular comedy anime of the past decade. Uh, I told you this came out in 2011, which was a big year for anime. A lot of very huge name brand shows that everybody's like, oh man, that's my favorite anime. Oh, what year did it come out? 2011? That makes sense. Oh wait, 2006? Yeah, that makes sense too. It, there's this weird parallel between all these really popular anime that came out in the, that set of three years, and this is one of the ones people keep coming back to and talking about. And I definitely understand why, because the attention to detail is so strong, so phenomenal. All of the subtle gags that it has all throughout, especially one thing that I loved about it was its contrasting styles, because it shows itself as sort of an unassuming, cute, oftentimes nonchalant type show, and especially emphasized by the different characters. So when they go absolutely over the top, while at the same time keeping that unassuming cuteness and nonchalance, then that contrast is a breeding ground for fantastic humor. So basically, like I said, it's an absurd comedy about ordinary people. Oh yeah, and just like we talked about in part one, the further you go watching it, the better it will be, because there are subtle running gags that just build off of themselves or variations on a theme. And so once you sort of figure out what the internal game is, what the logic behind a certain vignette is, then suddenly you can anticipate it. Suddenly you can accurately be surprised by it. Suddenly you can find it truly humorous. One that I liked, even though I still didn't find funny or understand, is the Helvetica Standards. No idea what's going on there, but I think I like them. I'll tell you right now, watching the whole show doesn't make any sense as far as you go. Brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes this show so fun to watch, Remington. Like, you're right. In large doses, it can be a bit hard to slog through because it has such a strange pace to it. The pace of the show is kind of like a a meander. Yes, it's a very stream of consciousness pace and style, especially for that dialogue and just for all of the ideas. But one of the great things about it is it will always surprise you. It doesn't feel like it's too wildly lol random because the ideas aren't supposed to be funny solely because of how weird they are. Rather, they say, here is the game, here is the concept, here is the idea of this next scene, let's explore that further. And oftentimes it starts out with a surprise, but then it follows whatever internal logic it has to reach a still surprising conclusion. So it'll have weird starts, and it'll, from that, have a weird end and weird middle, but nonetheless, you understand the steps of the way once you get more used to it. You know what it reminds me of, Remington? It's anime Monty Python. 
in a lot of similar ways, I can definitely see that. Uh, the humor styles are quite different. Very different. Uh, you got the, it's Japanese humor versus British humor. But when I say it's Monty Python-esque, I mean in the way it handles its sketches. Because, I mean, the show is a basically sketch comedy in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, and like a lot of Monty Python sketches, they kind of just end on a random note. A get on with it, if you will. Like, it'll just end and that'll be it. Oh, yeah, 100%. If you are interested in Japanese comedy and sketch comedy, then this is the perfect interlap for you. You should definitely check this out. And I would say try to watch more than just one episode because it definitely is something that gets better every single thing you see. And as with any sketch comedy, it's going to be hit or miss. But I think that for many people, the hits are going to be worth it. And they are so goddamn worth it. You, without a doubt, and I'm talking to you, the audience, the, our loyal listeners, <laughs> hey, how you doing? have seen GIFs of this show. Like, I mentioned that I use it a lot as reaction GIFs in my day-to-day -day conversations, but you've seen this show before. You're gonna Google it, you're gonna look it up, and then you're gonna be like, oh, it's that show. I know what that is, except I don't really know what that is. Then you get into it, you watch two episodes, and then your life is forever changed. You, you won't know how it's changed, but it definitely will be. Mm -hmm. And I'd say two episodes at a time is probably the best way to consume this. That's the way I consumed it, getting through the whole series, because believe it or not, Remington, it was only about two years ago when I first watched this show. How many episodes are there? There's a little over 22. That's a reasonable amount of episodes. I would say so. I believe the the manga itself actually ran all the way up to 2017, though, as well. That is perfectly acceptable, because I think that in its essence, surviving as a sort of media that you get, say, once a week or twice a week, in bite-sized chunks is the ideal way to consume this and i think very clearly the way that it was intended it was intended so that you can get these bite-sized chunks just as you go get a small smirk or a short smile and enjoy yourself i think that binging it is not the ideal way but like you said one or two episodes at a time much more manageable and Quite frankly, there'll be a joke or two that'll just flat out surprise you and you will let out one of the loudest laughs you've ever let out for an anime. Like, whether it's something as simple as a robot's arm popping off and a cake roll popping out, or just a girl shooting a guy in the head in the public. Good old child murder, or at least the attempted child murder. That's what I'm all about here on Anime Out of Context. <laughs> and the weird thing is, is, I'm not entirely certain if it's like an airsoft gun, or if it's just like a visual gag, or if it's even real. I don't know. All I know is that for some reason it happens and it's funny. One thing that this show definitely does is it plays with levels of reality. So many times something happens and it shows it as very real, but you aren't sure if that is just a person's personal experience, such as we saw in something like Umaru-chan, or to a certain extent in Watamote, or whether it is just the absurd reality that they live in. And there are no clear answers. It plays with that levels of reality concept. It's going to be real for everyone sometimes, and it's going to be real for only that person sometimes. And it doesn't feel the need to follow any of those strict rules. But I think ultimately the reason why I enjoyed this show 
is because it went all in without any pretense. It didn't pretend that it was going to be the height of comedy, that it was wildly witty or clever or groundbreaking. It just wanted to create something amusing that would make you smile, and then it wanted to go all in with it. Whether it be for the level of detail, the level of absurdity, the variety of visuals or execution or their reactions, there is a lot there, and they just wanted to find the absolute depths and peaks of comedy without giving a shit about what they without giving a shit about how others saw them just with the goal of making them smile and it does amazingly enough it does there are sometimes i'm going to be watching the show and there'll be a joke that lands and i'll be like that was a joke i think but other times i'm just going to be sitting smiling to myself thinking oh that old man suplexed a deer that's amazing. There are fantastic moments in here, and I would definitely recommend anyone give it a try. I really don't have anything terrible to say about it. It's not going to be my favorite show. It may not even get into the top tier of anime that we've seen, but it's definitely worthwhile and enjoyable, and if it's your type of thing, then you'll really enjoy it. And I think everyone can find something to enjoy in it at the very least. But I do want to ask you one thing, Remington. I said this is a difficult show to explain in a very in-depth, complicated fashion. I mean, it's easier now because we're having a conversation about it. But if someone was to walk up to you on the street and ask you, what's this show like? First of all, you'd ask them, why are you talking to me? Who the hell are you? <laughs> and secondly, how would you describe it in as brief a way as possible? If I were to describe it as briefly as possible... And assuming that I can't use my brilliant equation, then what I would tell them is it's a handful of cute girls doing cute and very strange things in this surreal, absurdist, very human world that is both over the top while at the same time being completely without pretense or any human exaggeration. It is a contradiction and an oxymoron in so many ways. Ultimately, it's sketch comedy for weebs, and it actually works a bit. <laughs> I said brief, Remington. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose that's about as good as it's going to get, quite frankly. So, Remington, I have to ask, want to go watch some more Nichijou with me? Give me a little while, Sean. And then sure. Sounds fantastic. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our in-depth discussion on the weirdness of comedy in Japan, feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over on to AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and don't fuck your sister.